Good evening. I'm so glad you're here. I hope you had a good Sunday together. Uh, we uh, are going to be speaking from Acts chapter 12 and Daniel chapter 4. Give you a moment to turn to those. In my mind's eye, I picture you at home on your couch or at your, your kitchen table with your Bibles open, following along, and I hope you'll do that. I, I want so much to be a blessing to you and to be a warning to you as well. And so I encourage you to uh, be praying with me for this. And there are those, there are those within the sound of my voice that uh, this could really, really, really help them to understand their relationship with God. God is so big. He is so big. And we are so little. And compared to him, we are, uh, we're just supposed to be his servants and serving and loving him. But there are those that get it confused and they leave God out of their thoughts and God uh, is so little and they become so big. So I wanted to bring a message to you from Acts chapter 12, verses 18 to 23. Title, don't be too proud. Don't be too proud. Listen, don't think you can overcome the devil. Don't think that you're big enough and strong enough to overcome him on your own. With God's help, yes. But don't be thinking that you're so good and strong that you can overcome that you can do things that others can't do because nothing can drag you down. Let me tell you, millions, millions of people have trusted in themselves and lost. So please, please pay attention. Acts chapter 12, verse 18. Now, as soon as it was day, there was no small stir among the soldiers. What was become of Peter? Peter had disappeared from, the, from jail and was now outside the jail. And Herod's very upset. Herod was wanting to put Peter to death. And now he's, he's, he's missing. He's gone. Verse 19 there. And when Herod had sought for him and didn't find him, he examined the keepers of the jail and he commanded that they should be put to death. What a terrible thing. But they were also very evil people. Something you might realize is at this time, this story, Peter does not mention again. Peter's, the history uh, of Peter is found, of course, in his writing, First Peter and Second Peter. But after that, he's not mentioned the Apostle Paul becomes the star uh, from then on, and John. Now, I want to point out to you this. Some rule through fear. Some rule through love and service. Some rule through fear. Through my 40-some years in ministry, a large part of that in the youth ministry as well, I have noticed something, parents. Those of us 
who rule our children, our spouses, through fear. Fear of even their temper. Those of us that do that, when we rule our families through fear, you can count on it. You can count on it. Years later, they will rebel against your authority. When you rule through fear, you're ruling with an authoritarian attitude. Authoritarian. I'm the ultimate I'm the ultimate ruler in my family, in my marriage, and through fear and intimidation, I, I will uh, rule my family. That works. Your children, maybe even your spouse, will cower from you. They will obey because of fear of you. But later on, I can almost promise you they will rebel against you and God. So many times our children see the authority that you have over them and being it so harsh, as soon as they can, they will rebel against you and they equate it to an, a harsh God. Oh, please be careful. L rule your families through love, self-sacrificing love and service. Rule them through that. Now, and Herod, and Herod commanded that they should be put to death. And he went down from Judea to Caesarea, and there he abode. And Herod was highly displeased with them of Tyre and Sidon, two beach cities. But they came with one accord to him. And having made Blastus, the king's chamberlain, their friend, they had an insider, they desired peace with the king because their country was nourished by the king's country. Verse 21. And upon a set day, Herod came clothed in royal apparel, a suit of silver sat upon his throne and made an oration, a great speech, made a, a speech with a golden tongue, a great orator he was. And people gave a shout, saying, it is the voice of God and not of a man. Watch verse 23. And immediately the angel of the Lord's killed him because he gave not the glory, gave not God the glory, and he was eaten of worms and gave up the ghost. Eaten of worms and gave up the ghost. He died right there on the spot when people treated him as if he was God, he sucked it all in, all, all the praise. Be very careful. <coughs> Always transfer people's praise of you to God. Herod had already murdered James, and he intended to murder Peter. Sinners will be called to an account, not only for their wickedness of their deeds, what they've done, but for what they're going to do. They will be called for the wickedness of their intentions. In Psalms 28, verse 3, I have it on your screens there. Draw me not away with the wicked and with the workers of iniquity or sin, which speak peace 
to their neighbors, but mischief is in their heart. Mischief is intended in their heart. Give them according to their deeds and according to the wickedness and endeavors. Give them after the work of their hands. Render to them their, their, their desert. Listen, God will judge us not for what we do. Sometimes God judges us for what we intend to do, the intentions of our heart. It's not only what they say. There are silver tongues among us. Be careful. It's not what they do. It's what they intend to do. Jesus knows intentions and the intents of the heart. Please be careful with that. Herod was judged and punished, not only for the murder of James and for the intended murder of Peter, but because of wicked pride. He accepted the worship of others. Even the angels refused the worship of others. Well, all but one. Can you think of one angel that accepted the worship of others? And actually still does. Well, his name was Lucifer. He was a high and mighty useful angel. He was probably in charge of the music of heaven. Isaiah 14, 12, if you're there. How are you fallen from heaven, O Lucifer? Son of the morning, how are you cut down to the ground which did weaken the nations? For you have said in your heart, on your screen, I, I, have, uh, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit also upon the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north. I will ascend, I, Satan, will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be just like the Most High. Huh. Yet you shall be brought down to hell, to the sides of the pit. Amazing. Lucifer in his pride, the Lucifer syndrome, when we pick ourselves and put ourselves, hey, we put our, we put our ideas and our thoughts as being more important than God's thoughts. We, we make our own rules. Who are we to do that? Well, he gives us the freedom to, to do that, but not without consequence. Yet you shall be brought down to hell to the sides of the pit. Wow. So, examples. Examples of pride. We have one in a king, King Nebuchadnezzar. Would you read with me from Daniel 4, 24? This is the interpretation, O king, and this is the decree of the Most High, which has come upon my Lord. 
that they shall drive thee from men, and they dwell in thy dwelling shall be with the beast of the field, and they shall make thee to eat grass like an oxen, probably vegetables and herbs, and they, they shall wet thee with the dew of the heaven. And seven times or seven years shall pass over thee till you know that the Most High ruleth in the kingdom of men and giveth it to whomsoever he will. And whereas they commanded to leave the stump of the tree roots, this is part of his dream, thy kingdom shall be sure unto thee. After that, thou shalt have known that the heavens do rule. I say that today. Even, even to demonstrators and rioters, we forget, don't forget. It's not hopeless. The heavens do rule. God's got a plan. Verse 27, Wherefore, O king, let my counsel be acceptable unto thee, and break off thy sins by righteousness. Break off thy sins by righteousness and thine iniquities by showing mercy to the poor, if it may be, a lengthening of thy tranquility, a lengthening of thy, thy peace. I have verse 28, 29 and 30 on your screen here. And this came upon the king of Nebuchadnezzar, the king Nebuchadnezzar. At the end of 12 months, he walked in the palace of the kingdom of Babylon. The king said, Is not this great Babylon that I have built for the house of the kingdom by the might of my power and for the honor of my majesty? And while the word was in the king's mouth, there, there fell a voice from heaven saying, O king Nebuchadnezzar, to thee it is spoken, the kingdom is departed from thee. Nebuchadnezzar had the whole kingdom of Babylon taken away from him. He was made to go crazy, insane for seven years. He was like a wild animal because he did not give the glory of, of, of Babylon. He didn't give it to God. He accepted it. He expressed it. It was all about him and self-will. Look at what I've done. Take just this moment. With all my heart, I believe that Jesus Christ has helped us to build this church. Jesus Christ has helped us and led us and guided us and guided us Jesus Christ has hey we've had we've had all these additions we've had new buildings we've had parking lots much of some of which we didn't have at first i mean it we had to keep applying and keep applying and let god change people's hearts and minds but this church is god's we are in his hands when we come back, we've got to trust him. In some cases, we've got to trust our leaders who you elected. 
to be able to get our church up and running prosperously again, useful again. But let's not take the credit upon ourselves. Look what we've done. No, look what God's done. And we were the privilege to be used, to be useful to the kingdom of God. Well, I'm talking about pride and I, and I hope this helps. I want to talk about a, a New Testament man that was very full of pride. <clears throat> this would be the self-righteous Pharisee. In Luke chapter 18, if you want to follow along, the self-righteous Pharisee. Now wait, he's a Pharisee. While you're turning to Luke 18, let me, let me point this out to you. He was very religious. His actions were very religious. He lived an unusually uh, sinless life. He, he did a lot of things that you and I wouldn't even do. But he's one of those we would call religious. No, we would call him very religious, but lost. Why we do things is so important. The why, not necessarily what even, but the why we do things. I hope you're with me now in Luke 18, verse 9. And Jesus spoke this parable to unto certain which trusted in themselves that they were the righteous and they to those who judged others. Verse 10 on your screen. Two men went up into the temple to pray. The one was a Pharisee. The one was a Pharisee. I went too far, didn't I? The Pharisee stood and prayed thus with himself. The Pharisee stood and prayed thus with himself. God, I thank you. God, I thank you that I'm not like other men. That I'm not as other men who are extortioners, unjust, adulterers, even as this publican. And he pointed. Over here within earshot is probably this very poor uh, sinner of a man. Not respected. Listen, we need to be able to respect one another. All of us from all levels of life. I'm so glad I'm not like him. Wow. I, I fast twice in a week. It means I go without food. Two different times in the week. Why though? I give tithes of all that I possess. And the publican standing afar off. Jesus says, would not lift up so much of his, his eyes unto heaven. But he smote his, upon his chest, saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. Always acknowledge your sin before God. Acknowledge your need for God. Acknowledge your need confessing your sin to God. Verse 14, I tell you this, I tell you this man 
went down to his house. He left the church. He went down justified, just as if I'd never sinned. Justified rather than the other man, the religious but lost man. For every one that exalts himself shall be abased. Everyone shall be abased. And he that humbles himself shall be exalted. Always picture yourself as little and God mighty. And you can do mighty things if your God is mighty. But if you are mighty and your God is little, you are limiting what God can do through you. The self-righteous Pharisee, full of pride. Pharisees. All their works they did to be seen of men. When you fast, you're not supposed to tell anybody. When you pray, you're not supposed to tell anybody unless it's an encouragement to others. There could be not a plainer evidence, not only of the lack of humility and love, but of pride, selfish pride. The Pharisee is not accepted as righteous in God's sight because he's so righteous in his own sight. He thinks so highly of himself and not of others. Some descriptions and symptoms of those of us that might have this sin of pride. Some descriptions and symptoms. Psalms 10.4 The wicked through the pride of his countenance the pride of his countenance will not seek after God. God is not in his thoughts. Do you see that? He doesn't seek after God. He's wise enough, strong enough to do it himself. God is not in all his thoughts. The wicked. In Proverbs 13.10, only by pride comes destruction. Lots of arguments. Only by pride comes contention, comes arguments. But with the well-advised is wisdom. Again, are you argumentative? You challenge everything and everyone. Be careful. That's a sign of being full of pride. Only by pride comes contention. I point that out to you also when you have Arguments and contentions with other people. What did it just say? It's only through pride comes contention. An obscure book in the Bible, an obscure prophet in the Bible said this, Obadiah 1 verse 3, the pride of your heart deceives you. Pride in our heart. Yeah, I can go there and not sin. I can do this and not sin. I, it, it's okay. I, I don't know. Pride of our heart deceives us. Don't let the pride. I can't do anything without him. That's my attitude. I can't preach without him. I can't write my sermons without him. It has to be him. But because it's him, because it's Christ, 
it becomes useful. If not, it's just me. I have two life principles to speak of here. First of all, common sense and experience is better than intelligence. I've had in my life and still do in some ways the most intelligent people. They're so smart. They they walk into a room and they think they're the they're the smartest. No question. And sometimes they're true that's true. But they're trusting in their own their own intelligence, not in God's. And you cannot compare the two. No matter how smart and intelligent you are, you need to submit yourselves to a higher intelligence, the Lord Jesus Christ. I said I had two life principles. The second one is this. You're not better, bigger, smarter, or stronger than God. Learn that, please. Learn that. There is a healthy pride. Some of you I've spoke to about this before, to be proud of family, to be proud of our family, our children and grandchildren's accomplishments. Everyone needs to be appreciated and respected. It's okay to be proud of our loved ones and our family. That's something that all through the scriptures, they were those that raised godly children, at least. Some didn't. There is a remedy for evil pride. You have to learn to hate it. The fear of the Lord is to hate evil. Now that's a word, that word hate also applies to hating pride, hating arrogancy in the evil way. And the froward mouth, do I hate? Wow. Remedy? Hate, hate sin, hate evil. In Proverbs 16, 18, pride goes before destruction. A haughty spirit, trusting in yourself before a fall. Better it is to be of a humble spirit with the lonely than to divide the spoil with the proud. Luke 18, 14, I tell you, this man went down to his house justified. The poor humble man, the publican. He went down to his house justified rather than the other. Rather than the other. For everyone that exalts himself shall be abased. And he that humbles himself shall be exalted. The problem. My will versus God's will. The humble will submit to God's will because he knows better and the ultimate good will be established as opposed to my will. This picture behind me, this picture behind me is the perfect picture of of Jesus saying, Oh, my Father, if this cup may not pass from me, the cup... The cup, the cup was all the horrible tortures and disrespect and the whip and the rods and the spittle and the hair and the cross, the nails. 
take that from me, Lord. Nevertheless, nevertheless, thy will be done. Thy will be done. Wow. My will versus God's will. The answer comes from Philippians chapter 2, verse 11, in that every tongue should confess, believing deeply in their heart that Jesus Christ is Lord. Now, the Pharisee would have said that. The Pharisee would have said, yeah, he's Lord. But they forgot. The Pharisees forgot love and mercy and kindness and just had a judgmental attitude about everybody that wasn't a Pharisee. Disrespect for others. Every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Listen. To the glory of God the Father. Listen. Lord, ultimate authority. Lord, I give you the right. No, I give you the power in my life, Lord, to be my ultimate authority, to tell me what to do and not to do. That ought to be our, our attitude. Lord, you are Lord you are my ultimate authority. I give you the right and the power to rule my life. That ought to be our attitude. Consequences of the other. Consequences of pride. God will humble you if he wants you back. Maybe he'll just let you go and you destroy yourself. But God will humble you. What was that in Daniel 4? Now, I, Nebuchadnezzar, praise and extol and honor the kingdom of heaven. This is after, after he woke up from his seven-year nightmare. He was humbled. He started off with, look what I've done. In the middle, he's an animal living out in the woods, out in the fields. God humbled him. When he woke up, he says, Now I, Nebuchadnezzar, praise and extol and honor the King of heaven, all whose works are truth, and his works and his ways judgment, and those that walk in pride, God is able to to humble. So, I want to bring this to a close, talking about pride. Who are the proud, the Lucifers of the world? I will exalt myself and make myself great. I will become the greatest. I will do it without God's help. I will do it forgetting God. There are the King Nebuchadnezzars. Look what I've done. No glory to God, no thought of God, no, no thanks to God. Nebuchadnezzars. And there's the King Herods. Look at me. I am great. Forgetting God? Look at me. Worship me. The Pharisees of the, of the world. 
I'm better than you. And the proud who make the following choices. Who are the proud? The proud who make these choices. Lord, I choose to live my life without you. That's so many of us. We have an, we, we have an attitude of, of religion. But we don't want God intervening. We want to live our life the way we want to. Lord, I don't need you or want you. Oh, I need him every moment of every day. Don't, I don't need you or want you. And then there's, Lord, I refuse to be ruled by you and your rules. Listen, there is pleasure in sin. The Bible says it that way. There is pleasure in being your own boss, to be able to go where you want to go, to do what you want to do, to eat and drink what you want to eat and drink, to look at what you want, want to look at, to have no rules, to have no fences. But then there's consequences. Well, I refuse to be ruled by you and your rules. And that's probably what's going on right now on our TV screens in our country. There are those who just don't want to be ruled by anyone or anybody that's anarchy. All I see, they would say, are do's and don'ts. I don't want to be ruled by anyone. Lord, they would say, I refuse to obey your morality, what's right and what's wrong. I choose to conform to today's morality, to today's culture. Wow. You can do that. There's a terrible price to pay. The creator of the world, the creator of family, family and love, husband, wife, children, churches. These ideas came out of God's mind. But I choose to conform to today's culture. Wow. Such consequence. The ruin of lives the children of disobedience. The benefits of a godly life versus Hollywood's morality, the crowd's morality. Next or last, Lord, I know what works for me. I know better than you do what works for me. Be so careful. You don't know nothing compared to what God knows. Take all the libraries in the world. They're nothing to the wisdom of our God, our Savior, our Creator. There are consequences. As Peter says in 1 Peter 5, 5, God resists the proud 
and gives grace to the humble. God resists the proud. The word resist means to use all his forces that he can, that can be used against the proud. But he gives grace, favor. That's what I want. That's what I want. I want God's favor, grace. God gives grace to the humble. First Peter 5, 6, Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time, casting all your care upon him. For he cares for you, the humble. He cares for you. Trust him. Proud men who exalt themselves are rivals with God. And therefore, they shall certainly be humbled someday, if not just hell humbles them. Imagine being the proud and wanting to do life your way and not believing any of this Bible stuff and this God stuff. Imagine that, thinking you're right. And the moment you die, you wake up in hell and you go, oh, I was wrong. Well, you're wrong for eternity. That's all. God gives us this age of grace, age of favor. God is long-suffering. Lord Jesus Christ, I pray, dear Lord, that you will help us in these terrible times in history with so many things happening. Lord, that you will help us with your strength. Help us, dear Lord, to trust in you no matter what, what we've been seeing on the TV screens, what we've been seeing with lawlessness. Lord, with all of our hearts united. I say what John said in his gospel to you. The last things he said was, even so come, Lord Jesus. Come, come and get us. Rescue us from the wrath that is to come. Lord, we place ourselves into your hands. While we're still here, Lord, help us to exercise humility, to not judge others. That's your job, to love and to serve others. That's our job, but only with your help. Help us, Lord, to remember you are our source. Be our source, Lord, our ultimate authority. Thank you. And thank you, Lord, for what lies ahead of us someday. Thank you. In Jesus' name.